Well, welcome to a, uh, a new kind of old day at The Rock. We're, we're taking this thing back to the beginning, and I want to make sure, um, first off, that, that you understand that this is not in any shape, form, or fashion a replacing of what we've done, but rather this is a joining. I'm joining in Apostle's word and Shirley's word to help move this thing into the next for what Yahweh wants to do. So um, I just want that to be in your hearts and your spirits. Um, one thing I, I've been saying is, you know, we, we use the analogy of this is, this is a house that we're building on a strong foundation, right? Well, with that house, you might not see the, the foundation, but you will feel it. And uh, we're able to go further because of Apostle Ball and what he's done in this house, in his house. And he will always be felt in this place. Um, Miss Shirley, you will always be felt in this place. We're so thankful that she's here. <clears throat> yeah, stand up. Come on now. We know how to honor better than that. Yes, yes. And I was going to wait to do this, but there's no reason. Uh, Eva, come up here with me. Uh, Wednesday night, um, when, we were, uh, um, when we were ordained and, um, and had the seating ceremony or whatever you want to call it, um, I, <laughs> a few people were like, didn't know if I was clear enough on, um, on what that offering, for those of you that were there, um, was about. And I, I tried to make it clear, but understand my mind was going 90 to nothing. And uh, I don't know what I said that night. But, um, but that offering um, was for Shirley and Apostle. And, um, and there's no question that, that we're a faithful people. We know how to honor because Apostle Ball has taught us about that. And, um, and I think uh, Pastor Ben took some up last week as well. Um, but Miss Shirley, if you don't mind, would you would you mind coming down here for a moment? Come on, receive her again. Yes. Hold on. Um, we want to present you with this check from, uh, from this house, from, from this house for uh, $7,500. Uh, we bless you. We bless you. And we want to, we want to, also, we want to also say to you that, that um, like I said just before, this is not, I don't want you to ever feel like in any way that we were, would replace. We could not ever replace, but this is a joining and moving this, which you and Apostle have, have set before. And there's, there's one thing uh, that, that I want you to know is, first off, I know you, you, don't, you might not feel comfortable to do this, but just like Steve and Cheryl will always take this seat of honor, I want you to know that whether you sit up there every Sunday, you sit back there, wherever you want to go, that you always have a place right there. Those are your seats, and this is for your family. So we love you, and we bless you, and we honor you. Can I say something? Thank you. Thank, thank you very much. Um, no, the seat, the place I would like to have would be my parking place. Because <laughs> I can sit off in the corner, I'm fine. But I just want to say that my husband is doing very well. And, 
And the last couple, well, the last, the first week when you all came through um, to see him, it was a holy week. It really was. And and I think Yahweh gave us um, a bonus here. And he, we thought he was going to pass away several times that week. He was that close. So it's just amazing. And, um, but he has gotten better. He suddenly, he's come, come up like, I don't know. It's, I said, so it's sort of embarrassing. <laughs> he's doing, doing so well. And, um, and he's, he's, he thinks he's a comedian, I think, all of a sudden. <laughs> And the last thing he said to me this morning as I went, I said he was sleeping late. You see, mornings are very, very difficult for him. And so he takes them all morning. But once he's up and around, he's doing good. So he said to me, where are you going? I said, I'm going to church. He said, well, just don't, um, he said, um, don't amen the preacher too much, okay? <laughs> So I tell you, and any time you want to come by and see me, it would have to be in the afternoon. But call me, and if you want to come by, he's he's available because he's he's talking all about what he needs to do. <laughs> so anyway, Lord bless you. Apostle was talking specifically to Shirley, not to you. You can amen me all you want, please. <clears throat> um, and, uh, and one last thing for Miss Shirley here is, is I'm going to go ahead and uh, initiate the golden mic rule. And that means that if you, I don't care if I'm up here speaking, you got something to say, you come take this mic, you don't have to ask. So we love you and we bless you, Miss Shirley. So um, real quick, I want to, uh, we've got a lot to, to cover as far as just announcements with everything that's going on and all this uh, transition or whatever you want to call it. Um, and so I, I want to try to cover that as fast as possible. But one thing, uh, Eva and I just want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts for the way that you have received us in this time, the way that you received us Wednesday night. We haven't gotten a chance to address you since. Um, we enjoyed our time in Birmingham last weekend. I, I heard you enjoyed your time with Ben here, that he delivered something amazing uh, on Resurrection Sunday. And, um, but we had a great time celebrating our friends, uh, Meredith and Tyler um, Barr. And, uh, and so, um, so, but we want to just say thank you. I, we don't take this lightly. We did not know what the response to all of this would be. Um, it took us by surprise, so we're sure it took you by surprise. And uh, and so I just, I, I just, I don't know how to say thank you except for just to, just to honor the word that Yahweh's given me. So I'm just going to continue to honor that, but understand that as I'm doing this, I'm so thankful, and Eva is so thankful to have you here with us and to, to be joined to you, not just you joined to us, like we are joined together. This isn't about us, but we're so excited about you saying yes to going forward. So uh, we're excited. So give yourself a 
Um, so real quick, I'm going to deep dive into uh, some announcements that Zach made. I, I asked Zach to, uh, to do this. I didn't ask him to be a stand-up comedian, but I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> and didn't he do great? That's amazing. First, first time. And, and one of the things I'll say real quick is that, you know, um, is that, you know, Tel- Telford Reynolds, which is one of the most faithful men that I know. Amen. And, uh, yes, come on, please. He's, he's done more than, than I think it, you know for this house, and, and even that I knew until I came into this whole thing, and, uh, and it has been a word on, uh, to him that he is moving on to some different things, um, that, but he's still a part of us, and, it, and it's awesome. The heart is, is that you know, I was called to this for a time. You know, and, and when I feel that that time is, is moved on, it would be a dishonor to sit in a place that should be for someone else, who's the next, who, 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 is, who is called to bring this thing a little bit further. And that does not mean a replacement, it means a joining, like I've said. And so Zach Sanchez has agreed to, uh, to start being the, I guess you would say, head usher slash security. And um, he's going to do announcements, he's going to do, and slash comedian. Um, so he'll get us in the, the receiving spirit as, uh, as, uh, as we move forward. So I'm excited to have him. And lastly, as far as recognition, then I'm going to jump into announcements that I've said that I was going to do for the past five minutes or so. Um, Steve and Cheryl, would y'all stand up, please? And I want all of you to recognize these two. Recognize them. I don't know... uh, I know some, um, and I don't know all, and we certainly as a, as a group don't know all of the, the weight that they've carried, not for any individual, but for this house, and for her daddy, for your father-in-law, for our apostle, um, you've carried a weight that would be unbearable for most, and you did it with grace, and you did it with, with perfection, and, and you... You are the reason that we were able to move on. You really are. I don't, I don't say that and just whatever. I mean, the, the, the response of the people and, and us being all in helps too. But the fact that you guys decided to stand in the gap and be faithful beyond what, what you wanted to do or what you thought would be, you know, what you saw yourself doing. You were thrown in without a moment's notice and you handled it amazingly. And we're so thankful as a people to have you here with us. And if I did that for every single person that, uh, that would be involved, we'd be here all day, and I'm going to jump into something different. But um, there's a lot of big changes. There's a, uh, there's, there's a chalkboard um, out there. I don't know if you notice it. That's kind of crazy. Um, there's going to be a lot of different changes. But again, uh, I, I feel Yahweh putting us in places that are uncomfortable at the time, like elevated places. And I'm not just speaking about myself and things I've experienced. I've watched people around me start to be put in elevated places that they are not qualified or prepared for. But it, it, what it does, what that does is it allows, it allows you to put all of your trust, all of your hope in Him. If you, if you can hold on just a little bit, if you could just hold on to that, that, that armor just for a little bit, it makes it feel a lot better. But He's cutting the ties of that. So we can't hold 
on to the former glory and move into the, the latter glory. So we're the greater glory. We're, uh, we're excited to let that go. And I just want to encourage you that if you find yourself in those places and if you don't start preparing, because I believe we all are going to find our place in elevated situations or moments that we might, it might just be a moment, it might be a new uh, something in your life. But I just, I, I want you to, to start to, to prepare. And, and if you see that now, if, if that's in your life right now, I want you to understand, do not try to bring bring the old into the new. Do, put all of your trust in Yahweh in this time, because I'm telling you right now that that's what I'm having to do. Um, and, and I know that that's the only response. The only response is to minister and honor Yahweh. He will, in this time, choose how he uses that honor to honor all of us. So, uh, so I just encourage you with that. Um, now, again, I'm jumping into these announcements. So Wednesday night services are going to be in this sanctuary at 630. And I know um, Wednesday nights for a while have been kind of different. We've kind of go diff- we've gone different routes. And uh, I know Wednesday night um, it, it really for some is just like, man, you know, I would rather I'm just going to stay at home. I've had a long day, whatever. Um, this, is a, this is a new time, and I don't mean that this is going to just be better Wednesday nights. I don't mean that. I just want us to change our hearts. Um, and, and if you can't be here, no one's, no one's talking bad about you. No one's, uh, you know, that, that, that's okay if it's not for you. But I, I really, I want, to, I want to challenge you. If you can make that happen, if you can come, I want you to come on, on Wednesday nights. I want to I uh, resurrect this thing, so to speak. I think that we need to get together. We need that, mid, that midweek gathering to get together, to, uh, to worship together, and, to, and to, to kind of lay the framework for what this new thing looks like, for what this what's going on. We, you know, I keep going back to this analogy and we have the foundation. There's some things that look completely different. And if you don't, if you haven't been, if you haven't heard my heart in it or the others that we will have speak about this, you know, framework on, on, and that's what we're going to use on Wednesday nights, a a time to do that, then it will be hard really for you to move on into this next thing. You know, I want to come in here on Sunday mornings and completely unabandoned, untethered, just worship and, and, you know, release the word that's in my heart or whoever is speaking at that time. Um, I want to use Wednesday nights as a time of, uh, of, I don't want to say teaching, but there will be teaching. But uh, for me, just kind of laying that framework for uh, how this house and this next thing is going to be built. So if you will, if you can make it happen, join us this Wednesday night. We will, uh, uh, I'm dragging Evan to this. She may or may not say stuff. She probably will. But I know a lot of you have been asking about our story and how this whole thing came about. I've shared that with some of you. Um, and, and I could spend a day to do that, but I really would like to sit down and do that this Wednesday night. I want to share with you how Yahweh called us and, and how that thing was laid out because I think it's important for you to understand and important for you to, to know. So that's what Wednesday night is going to be like. We're going to have worship. We're going to have a good time. We're going to gather together. It's going to be 630 here um, in the sanctuary. So um, I invite you to come and don't come at 620 like Zach said. Come whenever you can. These doors will be open and we want to, we want to start we want to kind of change that culture, so to speak. We want people, we got coffee out there. That coffee's not so you just feel, you know, comfortable. Part of it is, and part of it's because I'm a coffee connoisseur and I love coffee. So uh, I want to be able to have my coffee up here too. Um, but it is, it, I want you to, to, to start coming, you know, come when you can. Get here early. Let's, let's stop doing the bare minimum, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, 10%. Well, what are, you, what are we going past? What are we, what are we you know, Henry Jordan talks about, you know, getting to getting out of debt, a lot of people think that's the end goal, right? Getting out of debt gets you to zero. 
right? Let's move past that in, in our hearts. And I'm, I'm talking about the way we live our lives. I'm not just talking about finance. I'm talking about when, when you're supposed to be here at 10 o'clock. If you can only be here at 10, I mean, my gosh, I have two kids. It's crazy to get here early or whatever. But if you can, I want you to start changing your heart. See this as a new day. Start to engage this time. And let's, like Chris said, I love he said, this is a living room. This is, um, you know, this is a place to gather together. You see that on the, on the sign out there is we want this to, to be a gathering of, of kingdom people, of a family. Um, and so, so I just want to start to build that unity. And so I encourage you, get here, get here early. You know, get, grab some coffee um, and just enjoy some time together before we get started. So Wednesday nights. Now, jumping into first fruits. Um, you know, I don't, I've read a lot about um, apostles' writings on first fruits. I've, I've tried to kind of... Uh, to help my mind understand, because there's a there's a view in me, um, and I think in some people too, that uh, you know I give my first and best when I when I tithe and and when I, I give offering, I give above and beyond. I do that you know on a weekly basis or a monthly basis or whatever it might be for you. But I want to use first fruits uh, this 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 year. I know we usually do it. We would have done it last week or something, but. I want to give some time to build this thing up because I want you to really engage what Holy Spirit's speaking to you about this um, as it pertains to evangelize Bay County. Because I believe there's, you know, Apostle, everybody could state what Apostle's kind of mission statement was if you, if thank you so much, if you, uh, if you, um, you know, if I ask, you know, build a great church, build a base from which to touch the world and evangelize Bay County. Well, I think two have been pretty well handled, and I think there's probably greater degrees that we can move on from there, but I believe right now locally um, our call and our commission is to evangelize Bay County, and it's not going to happen by us just going out and doing what evangelism is, you know, these these days, what we, what we immediately think of. I mean, we're not about to to, um, to just limit it to certain things. But what we need to do first before we can evangelize Bay County is we need to heal and hear. We need to become a closer-knit family. We need to experience the presence of Yahweh and of Yeshua and Holy Spirit in a completely different way than we ever have. We need to expect those things to happen. Um, we, need to, we need to work on engaging that as we come together in a gathering and as a as a gathering, but we also need to engage that individually uh, throughout the week. And um, so, so that is going to be what this offering goes towards, is, is, is evangelizing Bay County. And I can't give you all the details. Wednesday nights, probably, we're going to start laying some of that out um, as, far as, as far as what that means, what we're going to do with that. But I just want you to spend this month. Don't come Sunday, that Sunday evening on April 29th, I think, April 29th, and just be like, oh, man, um, okay, here, you know, I, I don't, I'm not even just talking about financially. It might be through this month giving yourself, getting here early, doing certain things. Like, I, I, I just want you to really engage Holy Spirit in this time and, and figure out what does that mean to you? What, what else does Yahweh have for you to, to kind of sow into, um, into that mission of Evangelize Bay County? I believe we will ultimately move on from that, or it'll be a part of something else that we'll have as well. But I believe there's such a call locally to, to get outside of these walls, um, not try to evangelize into this church, but evangelize them into the presence of Yahweh, right? So um, I'm excited about that. It's going to be awesome. And so we're going to have a whole weekend of, of fun. We're going to do a first fruits run, which I think is awesome. I love this. I wrote this down last night. My mom's favorite movie is 
Uh, is, it, is it chariots of fire? Is that what it is? Right? Yeah. Okay, so chariots of fire, and I love what he says. He says, um, there's a quote in there. He says, I believe God made me for a purpose, but he also made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. And there's times, I, I feel like this is for a lot of people, people that don't even run, so to speak. And <laughs> Jerry Goodman, was it you that said in our staff meeting, he was like, let's say run slash walk, because you just don't know, you know. I want to be a part, but I'm not going to run. Um, so it's run slash walk slash jog slash what's that thing, the really weird walking, the speed walking. Yeah, you can do that. It'll be a little weird, but yeah. So, um, so whatever you want, I, I would like for you to, to come, and I'm going to allow Pastor Jeff soon, um, and maybe that day, he's putting a lot of this together, and I'm going to allow him to share with you his revelation of bridges and how, how that has made. I mean, when we talked about it in the staff meeting, where would we do that, what we want to do, he immediately said the Hathaway Bridge because he has such a revelation of what a bridge is, and it's awesome, and it's, and it's going to be great. So I want you, even if you're not a runner, Zach, uh, let's get you into some skinnier, skinny jeans. Let's, let's, uh, let's come. Let's come prepared. That's 8 a.m. on the 28th at the Hathaway Bridge. Uh, more details will come about where we're going to meet and what all is involved in that. This is just kind of the 30,000-foot view, if you will. Um, and then that Sunday morning, the Sunday morning focus service, we're just going to completely engage and prepare our hearts for that, that evening. It might not be a long service. Heck, we might go the entire day. I don't know. We're, we're, we're going to come in here and engage and, 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 uh, and, and engage that presence and what Yahweh is trying to do because this is, this is not just church. If, if you're looking for a church, I promise you there's plenty around here. This is, we have a mandate in this, in this earth, and we have, something, we have something that I believe that no one else has, and, 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 I, and I believe that Yahweh, um, and that's not just because we're better than everybody else, but I believe he's put in us a specific uh, the word is not necessarily mission, but that's, that's what I'm going to use, a, a mission for this county and beyond and for this earth, you know, like Chris said today. Um, so um, just, you know, get, get prepared to, to come that, that morning with, with your hearts ready to, to give and to receive. And, and then that evening is going to be the uh, first fruits feast is what we're calling it. Um, there's going to be a lot of details to come on that where, we'll, <clears throat> where we will have... Um, you know, maybe people come together. We haven't ironed out the details as far as food. Maybe everybody will bring. We'll see. But what we're going to have, what we envision is it's going to be, it's supposed to be a full moon that night, which will be awesome. And we want to do it outdoors over here on the other side of the gym, get some fire pits going, get some good music going, just a good time together. And we'll have a lot of details to come on that. So get excited. Start preparing your hearts throughout the week, you know, throughout this month. What is Yahweh asking of us in this time as it pertains to that mission? Sound good? Um, okay, another, another detail that was not mentioned, um, and I'll continue. This is going to be one of those things that I'm sure I'm going to have to continue to remind you of, and we'll just kind of see. But it's really on my heart. Uh, uh, Donna came to me and, and asked me about, she does Thursday morning prayers um, at 9. Is that what time you normally do? 10? Okay. Um, she's been doing that for a while, and I can tell you that um, I, don't, I have not gone I went one time and it changed my life, but it was just because I was Yahweh directed me to do so. I'm not, don't worry, I'm not about to say everybody come to prayer on. That's not what I'm asking here. But we're going, I believe that this house, this is not all of a sudden, you know, our house, like our ministry. This is our house and our ministry. And, um, and I believe that, that there's times like whether it be during your lunch break or, um, 
or whenever you can, I want to make a place for you here. So, um, so if you want to come pray, we're going to have, you know, we'll have the lights down, give you a little bit of, of uh, mood lighting in here. We'll have some music just playing over the speakers, maybe sometimes have some, you know, live music, you know, people engaging and worshiping in here. And it's going to be Tuesdays through Thursdays from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. So I want to just give that an open, these, it might be one person in here, might be nobody in here, but I just want to open this sanctuary up to that, to you. Um, if you want to bring one individual person, whatever, we're eventually going to open up that up to the community and do some things outside of us. But right now, this is for us. Um, so if you, if you have it on your heart to come um, Tuesday through Thursday, 9 to 1, anytime in between there for 15 minutes, college kids or whoever, if you have work to do, you're welcome to just sit in the presence and do that. I don't care if you're reading or whatever, just, just come and engage that throughout this, we'll, we'll kind of say for this month, for right now, we might take a different direction, but um, I just want that to be available to you. We'll put some Facebook announcements, maybe send out to the email, um, to the emails that we're getting out here. Zach, you did say something about the emails for the congregation, right? I hope so too, man. God, first day getting fired. Um, um, no, but I, uh, uh, we have sign-up sheets for the parents. We're about to do some really cool things for the kids and for uh, the little toddlers. Um, we, we know that there's going to be, I believe, a, a, a younger group that comes in here, not just a younger group, but there is an expectation that that's a generation that's going to be coming and drawn to this new age. And we want to, uh, we want to go ahead and start setting the table for them. And I want, I want them to be able to be here, you know, the parents to be able to be here and be engaged. And I also want the kids, some of the things that I remember today um, are, are times being over here when Apostle had uh, an awesome children's ministry and certain things going on. I just take some of that for me. So, I, you know, we we, we've got a, a group that's starting to work and planning, plan that stuff out, and we'll uh, give, we're going to make it sooner than later, but we're, we want to work through all the details and make sure we have that ironed out. So if you're a parent, um, um, there's a sign-up sheet individually for you, but as a congregation, we're going to start to do uh, emails and texts and, and throughout like maybe like a monthly newsletter or something that we'll send out via email. Um, if you'd rather just be called about everything and we have your number, there's a preferred means of contact. I know not everybody likes to email, not everybody likes to text, and if you want to just receive a call when we have something going on, we'll make sure we notify you that way as well. <sighs> okay. Um, the last thing I have here uh, as far as announcements is uh, youth. So, Ben, I don't know if we talked about this. We did talk about it, but I remembered. I told you I'd remember. So, um, if you have a, a child or not a child, a youth, gosh, our funny story is I remember the first time I realized I wasn't technically a youth. It was like Apostle was up here and he said something about, I want all you youth to stand up. And I stood up and I was like, oh, wow, well, this is not my age group. Sorry, I'll sit right back down. Um, <laughs> It just kind of comes on you out of, out of nowhere. But if you have been involved in youth, and even if you're towards that older you know, uh, age group, I know there's not a lot of you right now, but there will be. And we want to start, we want to hear your heart about what you want to do moving forward. I want you to think about that. And so Evan and I are going to come tonight and meet with uh, Pastor Ben there. Um, and we just want to just take a few minutes. We won't be there the whole time or anything. We just want to 
we just want to ask you a couple questions and see maybe what we can do for you. It doesn't have to look like every single week. It can look like every single week. It can develop into something new. But just start thinking about what, what would you like to do because we want to make a place for you. Um, and so we would like to do that tonight. So if you can make it, if you have kids that would like to be a part of it, um, and even if you don't come every week, if you can make, a, make, make an effort to be there tonight just because we'd like to address that. So... All righty, done with that. Check, check, check. Um, all right, so I'm going to I'm going to jump in here real quick. I know I wasn't here for Resurrection Sunday, but I, I've had something on my spirit for probably three months as it pertains to the hovering of Yahweh's spirit. And I really believe that that was something that Yahweh was going to, that I just saw this Sunday was going to be something that was released. But this week, Yahweh has turned me a different way. And I can't explain it completely, but I, uh, I have... I have been engaging Yeshua in a completely different way than I ever have. And I believe that he's, that, that he, it, it talks about in, in scripture about him appearing in, um, after the resurrection that he appeared to his disciples and, and he, he kind of was, it was that coming and going, right? And, and I, I, in some strange way, believe that Yeshua has, his presence is going to be start, we're going to start feeling his individual presence in this place. You know, we, we, uh, we talk about presence. I don't want it to become a buzzword and I don't believe it's just one. I believe that this can be a, we need to be able to be so in tune and so engaged with the heart of the father that we start to recognize that. And we, when we welcome a presence, we understand we're, it might sound spooky to everybody else, but what's this whole thing about in the first place? So, uh, so that's kind of what Yahweh has been speaking to me. And so, um, if you will open your Bibles or just listen to me, I promise I won't lie, um, to, uh, John 20. <clears throat> and so, like I said, I wasn't here for the technical resurrection Sunday, so I'm going to speak what Yahweh has been speaking to me uh, as it pertains to that. Anyways, let's not get caught up on our American calendars that it's, that's all we can say about, you know, Yeshua and his resurrection and how that pertains to our lives today. So, John 20, I'm going to, I am uh, notorious for reading a ton, and then, uh, and so just stick with me. Um, I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. If you've never gotten this, I let Ben use it last week. It's pretty awesome. So um, just helps break down things, especially for the millennial group that uh, sometimes has a tough time reading the Bible. This is really cool, and I, I like to read it. So um, anyways, uh, chapter 20, or I mean, yeah, chapter 20, verse 1. Very early Sunday morning before sunrise, Miriam, oh, it says Mary Magdalene, um, but it's Mary Magdalene made her way to the tomb. And when she arrived, she discovered that the stone that sealed the entrance to the tomb was moved away. So she, <clears throat> so she went running as fast as she could to tell, to tell Peter the rock and the other disciple, the one that Jesus loved. Uh, she told them they've They've taken the Lord's body from the tomb, and we don't know where he is. Then Peter the rock and the other disciple jumped up and ran to the tomb to go see for themselves. They started out together, but, um, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He didn't enter the tomb, but peeked in and saw the linen clothes laying there, linen cloths lying there. Um, then Peter came behind him and went right into the tomb. He too noticed the linen cloth lying there, but the burial cloth that had been on Yeshua's head had been rolled up and placed separate from the other cloths. 
Then the other disciple who had reached the tomb first went in, and after one look he believed. For until then they had not understood the scriptures that prophesied that he was destined to rise from the dead. Um, there's so much to me in this um, that I'm just seeing in a, in a different light today um, as it pertains to us, as it pertains to the modern church and what we've all been about. And, um, you know, I've noticed, and it always has bugged me, right, like that I feel like there's a lot of churches or movements or even the, like a religious type culture that, that is so passionate on fire for, you know, Yeshua and his heart. And I was just always, it kind of struck me that I felt like they just did that better than us. Like there was just that fire and we'd have it at times, but it just seems like as a, as a group, they were just so passionate on fire and, and, and it, and it always kind of got me, but you always speaking to me about how, uh, passion only goes so far, right? Like passion only will get you so far. And so, so what I'm seeing is in, in this passage when it talks about John, he beats Peter, which is funny to me because if you read a little bit further down, you'll see that the Bible actually refers to Peter as athletic. Like he's got the ability to, to do some stuff and he gets smoked to the tomb and, he, uh, and, and I'm sure he's pretty upset about it, but he gets there and, and what does John do? He stops and he peers in, right? Like he, he just looks in and he sees the evidence, which I believe evidence is the, is the linen cloth. I believe that that's what that depicts. He, he peeks in and he sees the evidence, enough to make him a b- believer, enough that, that he, he has knowledge of what's going on, but, but not enough to know, not enough to know. And so um, then you have, uh, you have Peter who comes behind him. Hang on just a second. Just a second. I don't want to spill this all over the mic. Um, but then you have Peter who comes behind him, which I, I see us right now as, as Peter, right? Like, we do not care how long it takes to get there, but when we get there, because we know that when we get there, we're not willing to stay at evidence we need to enter in, right? So, so passion will only get you so far. Evidence will only get you so far. But what I think happens next is when Peter enter in, enters in, it talks about the, uh, the, the burial cloth, or some translations say the, the, uh, the folded handkerchief or the folded napkin, and then my favorite, which is the, the face cloth, because uh, it's what was wrapped around Yeshua's head at, at the time of burial, and, and to me, it represents, it represents the face. It represents the presence. It represents the knowing versus the evidence. It even talks about, and we'll read later, but uh, Mary Magdalene, when she goes in, she also peers in, but she never sees that face cloth until, I'm going to have myself, I'm going to wait, but, we, uh, but I believe that we as, as, as kingdom people have come to this place of we're going to have not only the passion to run, I believe that Yahweh is, is reigniting that passion in us, but we're also going to combine it with entering in, with going in. Because as it says here, it says, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first went, uh, went in. After, after Peter had gone in, John came behind him and went in. Sometimes, sometimes you ha- we will be the ones to, to, to image forth what we need to do. So all these people that are passionate, all these people that are just peering in, when we enter into this thing, I believe that it will give them the courage to enter in behind us. And it says, with one look, he believed. With one look, with one, with one step into that presence, he believed. And, and I think that when we, 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 we get stuck on 
scripture and we get stuck on theology and we get stuck on these qualifications. I've talked about this a lot because obviously of what I'm going into here, but we, uh, but we talk a lot about that, but we miss that words will only get you so far, right? So, so words, I think it was prophetic that the words that I came in, I was a little bit irritated, to be honest with you. I was like, man, come on, like, why, aren't, why are the words not up on the screen? And immediately I was checked and I said, and it, and it says, because we feel like, we feel like we need words, we need evidence. But I'll tell you what, looking at words, knowing the word, knowing the evidence will only take you so far. The presence is what will take you in. Amen. The, so, so I, I want. I, I believe that we all probably were a little bit like I don't know the words to this song. We need to, as a culture of kingdom people, as a culture of the Rock of Panama City, stop looking to the words, stop looking to the evidence as as the ultimate. That's stopping and peering in. I believe what we're going to do is pass pass this evidence and go into the knowing because we cannot settle for evidence. It's only going to get you so far. Amen. So let's keep on reading. Let me say something else, because I wrote this note, and I think it's good. Um, you know, I, I heard someone say, you know, you've heard the, the quote of, you know, 211, you know, is, is, is this right? Two, I might be wrong. 211 is hot water, 212 will move a train. Is that, what's, what's the degrees? 211 is hot water, 212 will move a train, right? And so, like, I believe that that is where we're, with, with this, it just spoke to me because I said, I was thinking about, you know, what's wrong with passion? And, you know, and it's not like we're, we're beating that, you know, enemy, that mindset, that, that, that thing by being passionate about Yeshua. And, and, and I realized that that is where exactly where the enemy wants to keep you, right? He wants to keep you at that 211, or he wants to keep you right outside the tomb to see the evidence because it makes you feel like you're doing everything there is, right? It makes you feel like, like there's nothing deeper. You're doing all, you've settled for that, but you won't ever do anything with it. You're, you're just at evidence, or you're just at 211, but if you could just step into one more degree and step into the tomb, step into the knowing that you can move so much more than you ever could outside. So I just thought that was an awesome, uh, uh, an awesome quote there, and I think it's, it's really vital this time. So now I want to get into Mary. So Mary arrived back at the tomb, broken and sobbing. She stooped to peer inside again. And through her tears, she saw two angels in dazzling white robes sitting where Yeshua's body had been laid, one at the head and one at the feet. Dear woman, why are you crying? They asked. Miriam answered, uh, they, they have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they've laid him. Then she turned around to leave, and there was Yeshua standing in front of her. But she did not realize that it was him. He said to her, Dear woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? And Mary answered, thinking it was only the gardener. Sir, if you have taken his body somewhere else, tell me and I will go. And then Yeshua interrupted her. And this time he said, Mary. Turning to face him, she said, Rabbani, Aramaic for my teacher. Jesus cautioned her. Yeshua cautioned her, Mary, don't hold on to me now, for I have not yet ascended to God, my father. And he's not only my father. Uh, and God, but now he's your father and your God. Now go and go, now go to my brothers and tell them that I 
Uh, tell them what I've told you, that I'm ascending to the Father and your Father, to my God and your God. The Mary Magdalene left to inform the disciples of her encounter with Yeshua. Now, this is where I think it's awesome. A couple things I want to point out, actually. What, is the, uh, what do the angels say? Uh, first is, dear woman, right? And then, and then Yeshua the first time even says, dear woman. Because what I believe that what happens is, is when you have the evidence, when you're not quite face-to-face with the Father, when you're not quite uh, uh, understanding of Yeshua's presence, when you don't know that you know that you know, when you've only looked at evidence, that you lose identity. But then Yeshua says, the third time, the third time she's called, he says, Mary or Miriam. And she turns around and looks, faces him, and immediately she knows. He calls her by her name, he identifies her, and, he, and she is able to look in the face of him. And her response, which we'll talk about, what is talked about in Matthew, is that her only response was that she fell at his feet, you know, weeping, and, and it was, uh, and it's like really the only response. I think sometimes people say, oh, I've, you know, no, I've, I have ex- encountered Yeshua, and I am... Yes, I am, you know, and I'm not getting caught up on things you do, but if you're encountering Yeshua the Christ, you know, seated at the right hand of the Father, how is your response standing still? You know, like, like that's what I think that we're going to come into is that we're not going to just be able to stand still in this presence, right? Like it's, it's going to transcend this knowing, transcend wanting to come to church to get a good word or to feel good about yourself and move into an absolute encounter with our joint heir with, with Yeshua the Christ, and I think that that is so awesome. So, um, so the other thing I want to mention here is that what's great, what's awesome is that, is that uh, you know, Mary, she, she, uh, it says here that Mary Magdalene left to inform the disciples of her encounter with Yeshua. And this is awesome. This is really cool. As it pertains to us, she's seen all these amazing things. And if you read this account, uh, account in Matthew, I mean, it's like, just this thunderous lightning, all this kind of stuff, and then there's this angel sitting on top of the, the stone like, that's right, that's just happened. You know, it's like crazy. She's experienced all these things, and, she, and she's been given a commission to do something, to, to, to move into something, uh, or to, to tell the disciples something that, that Yeshua has told her and that those angels told her. And when she gets to them, she doesn't say any of that. She doesn't say, I just saw these angels. I, didn't, I just saw Yeshua. Or I, no, she does say it. But she says, I, I just saw all these angels. I saw all this stuff. But she says five words, which is, I have seen the Lord. You know, because I believe that when you really truly encounter Yeshua and when we start to really encounter him, when we go into this place and someone says, man, what's different about them? What's different about the rock of Panama City? The, our theology, our cookouts, our, our, uh, our, our Bible studies, nothing, nothing will explain it except for I have seen him. I have seen the Lord. I have had an encounter that is different than just your programs and is different than your church down the street. There's plenty of those, like I said, we are coming into a place where we want to encounter the truth. There's this generation, um, it's kind of a personal story, so I'm not, not for me, but I'm not going to use names here, but uh, uh, we had, uh, hmm. Trying to think of how much I can say here. It's not a big deal, but I just don't want to give out anything. I'll say Pastor Jeff had an experience that he. That's not. That's not funny. It's okay to say that Pastor Jeff had an experience with once some a uh, 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 young man that uh, once came here and was um, and uh, and had been part of our youth and uh, he uh, 
he was at a, a, a drive-thru and came up to him. And he's like, oh, hey, man, you know, uh, it's good to see you. Um, I'm happy to see you. I, I, you know, and he just, for some reason, he just felt like he just needed to ask him. He just said, you know, what? why don't you come, you know, anymore? Why aren't you around anymore? And he, he blew Pastor Jeff away because what you would expect is all these excuses and this, that, and the other and everything, you know, um, well, you know, I just don't have time, school, whatever, um, and even I've, I'm going to another church, whatever. But all he said to him is he said, you know what? just wasn't real to me anymore. Because I can promise you that the, this generation that, that, that's coming behind us, and this thing's about generations, right? Like, we have, to, we have to start drawing that back in. We have to start to close that gap. We need, we need more diversity in, 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 in the generation so that they can carry this thing on. It should look that way. Apostle Ball said that when he, the last time when, when he, and during their retirement thing, that was one of the last things he said was, you know, why doesn't it look that way? Why, if we've done a good job, does it not look? That's, that's us. That's not on him. That's on us. We're going to move this thing into a different, but in order to do that, it's not going to be about all of these announcements and lists. That's, that's for us. I'm excited. That's fun. We're going to do some great things in that, but no one's going to be drawn to that because there's so many, there are so many better programs out there. There are so many churches. There are so many experiences you can have, but what will change the culture here? What true evangelism will be is I have seen the Lord. I have seen the Lord. We experience him in this room. We experience him outside of these four walls. That is the only, the only thing that will take you past evidence, past words on a, on a screen. I mean, if you, if you were stuck on that, then you're, then you're stuck on the idea that you need those words in order to enter in. Did you need, did you need the, did you need to see the linen cloth first before you entered in and saw the face cloth? You know, no, Peter ran straight in. It took him a little bit to get there, but he got right past him, bumped him out of the way and said, I am not settled for that. Those look great, but I want to see the face. I want to know. And so I think that that is so amazing and so awesome. And I think that this is a time, uh, this is a time that we are truly, truly, truly entering into this. And, and I don't really know, I'll say, I don't really know uh, exactly um, exactly, I don't have this figured out, right? Like, understand that even whenever I'm speaking up here, I don't come, you know, to stand up here and to be like, you know, the the new preacher up here that's just, you know, I've got all the answers. Obviously, I don't, but I do. I have been experiencing these things. I have been coming into to encounters with him, and, and, and my wife and I have, in a deeper degree, um, things that are changing our life and wrecking our lives. And I've said this before, but we cannot, as a people, lead anybody, lead this 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 county, lead this world lead another generation. We cannot lead them into anything that we haven't been led into or led out of first. And so that is where I believe that, that this calling has come. I did not know that when this was being birthed in me, you know, uh, years ago or a year ago, or I don't even know when, to be honest with you, but, but I did not know that this is what it produced. But I, I, I believe that the only answer is to say yes and to move forward. So I don't know exactly how this presence is coming, but I promise you, I promise you that it is, that, that we as a, as a kingdom people are going to move past this evidence thing, past needing to, to just know everything and argue the scripture. I mean, that song, the reason I just can't help but just dance whenever I hear this is how I fight my battles is because, man, I do not, you know, 
moving into this thing, what is, one of my biggest fears was, man, I don't know scripture that well. You know, I'm, y'all was showing me some things, but I don't know those things. I haven't had, you know, this, you know, seminary. I haven't been to, to school for this. I haven't, I haven't ever done this, but, but, um, but I have seen the Lord, you know, like, like, and that's, and that's about all that I need. But, but, um, I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know why I was trying to prove that, but, um, but I just, I, I, I believe that, that this time, Yeshua is making himself known for this commission of Evangelized Bay County to this people. And I think if we get caught up in that being a spooky thing or that being, you know, we say stuff like, you know, I know that, that Yeshua is seated at the right hand of the Father, right? And we, but it also says that we are seated with him, or we've talked about we're seated in Christ. If we are, wouldn't you assume that by the Spirit you would feel His presence? Do you feel the presence of the person sitting right next to you? We can't make statements like that anymore and not try to really experience them because, again, words versus the knowing. You understand that? Like, I just really have this passion in me to experience. I don't, I, I do not want to, I don't care if we have to to just worship, to just sit here until everybody's sick and has to just leave and whatever. And those that remain, you know, that are, are wanting to be passionate about this thing, you know, stay. I, I, don't, I don't know what the answer is. I don't have all the answers to this thing, right? But I do know, I do know what he's calling us to. And I do know that this Evangelized Bay County thing is about us experiencing him, experiencing Yahweh, experiencing Yeshua in a deeper degree than we've ever, ever could have imagined so that we can, because it won't be about, it's, it's exactly what I've been speaking for a long time now, which is, which is, it's not about us being a solution, but us pointing them to the source. We can't point them to a source from which we don't know. We, and, and I believe that we have experienced Yeshua. We've have experienced Yahweh in a, in a degree, but I believe we're going to a different level. Uh, Damon talked about, um, Damon Thompson talked about, um, this appearing and, and why he believes that Yeshua is, is uh, you know, and I hear Sandy talking about it a lot, Yeshua, the king is coming, Yeshua is coming. I haven't understood what that meant until like this week. And I, yeah, you don't either. Like he's ultimately coming. He's ultimately coming, but he's, he's appearing is what I would say. He's starting to appear and make himself known again. And, and, uh, and, and Damon Thompson talks about like this. He, he was saying that, um, you know, the, the disciples and everybody were so upset when Yeshua, you know, was, was saying these things, was saying that he was gone prophesying about his, you know, his crucifixion and that he, that he must go. And, and, they, and he said to him, he's, you know, he's, he's basically like, you know, you will experience me in a, in a greater degree than you ever have because now, this is Damon's words, because now I transcend time and space. You know, before I was limited to this body and what I can go. Now I can come and go to the Father, and I believe that He can come and go while still being seated. You know, and I, we can we can fight our battles by still being seated in Christ. So when we start to talk about Him appearing, understand that that's not that big of a deal because we are seated in Him. We are seated with Him. That is so awesome, and it challenged me for a little bit because I know what I've heard and what I believed, and I believe it was a time of we have to engage Holy Spirit. It's all about Holy Spirit, and it still is all about Holy Spirit, but, I, but I'll say, is it uh, John 14 that talks about, he says, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. The world will, may not see me again, but you will. That's, a, that's Yeshua's prophecy before he was gone. That's his words. I didn't make that up. 
I believe that we are coming into a place of where we will see, uh, we will see him more. Musicians, come back up here real quick. Um, I believe that we will, we will start to in, in, inherit, a, inherit a presence of, of Yeshua, of, 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 his, of his teaching, Rabbani. I love that. My teacher. I believe he's coming to teach us some things. And it's not by words, it's by a knowing of his presence. I think it's so, so incredible and so important that we get this. Because there are, whether we want to admit this or not, um, whether we want to admit this or not, you know, we have been in a place where I think that we have known, that we've known, you know, Apostle can, he's taught us so many things. And if you just, I, I would encourage you to go back and listen to some of his messages and, and read some of his writings like Aunt Cheryl has. Like, there's so much in what he was teaching us for this time. And it's, it's crazy. It's awesome. And, um, and I think that, uh, that what, what we've done, though, is we've become a little bit, uh, a little bit reliant on the teaching and, the, and, 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 and putting something on someone that, that, was meant for the Father, it's putting putting uh, all of our all of our hope in this, and, and He was never showing us that. What He was showing is He was always pointing us to the source. What He was always doing is pointing us to the source. And there are things within us that we need to open it back up. We need to grab some things and pull it back to the light. We need to be a family that is okay with saying I'm not okay, because you know what I mean. Like like I think that we expect ourselves to be at a certain place. But we're also all humans, and we're also, we struggle with things, we do things, and the only thing that's going to get you past some of those things in order to, to heal here and move on, whether that be depression or anything else, uh, the only thing is to bring this completely into the light, to enter into the tomb and say, I know I have seen the Father. You know, just the evidence is not going to get you there. You can read that Bible all day long, every single day, and you, I believe you can get saved by that. I believe that you could that that could change your life, uh, so to speak. I believe that that could, that could, uh, you know, that, that you could be saved. You could be baptized. You could be convinced that, that what happened in history and in this Bible, that, that, that is, uh, people do it all over the world. People are saved by the, by the, by the written word and the spoken word. But I do believe that the only way that you're going to be able to enter in and to move past that is to transcend this idea that we need to know everything, have everything figured out, and be perfect. I believe what's going what's gonna to change here is that we are going to be willing to, I don't care if it's the littlest thing, the, the thing that keeps me out of one degree of presence with him, the thing that keeps me out of one degree of presence with him is enough for me to say, I'm willing to drag that into the light. I'm willing to let it die. I'm willing to walk through the wilderness. I'm willing to walk through the wilderness so that I don't care what I lose, what, 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 I, have to, what I have to go through. I'm willing to lay it down completely because I need to see him. I need the real. I don't need to be fake anymore. I don't need to just know. I don't need to pretend I am who I'm not. We need to get to a place that it does not matter what it is that you have seen yourself being in the past or what you see yourself being presently, but we're moving into something that, that is greater. And the only way to move into the greater is to let go of the stuff that's bothering us down that's keeping us out of that degree of presence with the father with his son it is absolutely vital as a people that we come together and that we we stop this 
this mentality that we all haven't figured out. That's maybe that's where I was going with this. I don't have this thing figured out. I don't have, you know, I can come up here and say, I'm going to give you my vision for this whole you know, next phase. And I would be lying to you because I am, I am day by day seeking him. I'm day by day trying to enter in deeper and deeper into his presence. And he's, and that's, that's my only goal. That's the vision to take us into a deeper degree of presence with him. I don't want that to become a buzzword. I don't want that to become a thing. You know, it's hard to put words to this thing. I was talking to Joanne earlier and she was saying something about, you know, um, what do we call this thing? You know, we got new age, we've got, you know, the up here, we've got the age of peace, we've got this, that, and the other, you know, is it the next thing or is it the, is it a new thing or is it the old thing? And there's all these things, right? Like there's all these, we're trying to explain something that is unexplainable. There is not a language for what we're about to experience and what I think that some of us are already experiencing. Just, I, I want you, man. Man, I want it so bad as a people. I don't, I have no agenda here. I have no desire to prepare a message for you every single Sunday. I have no desire to, to, to try to act or perform or be someone I'm not. I have no desire to prove you wrong or prove doubters wrong in this time because you're, I'm, I'm part of you, right? Like I, I understand that I have, I have a, a, something that I have to do to, to maybe help lead and do some things, but really I'm a part of you. Like I was raised here and I am saying as a, as a part of this body, not as a leader, but as a part of this body, I'm ready to experience the real. I never want to hear, I never want to hear another person that has entered into this room entered into this place or entered into any time moment with you out there to ever say, it just wasn't real to me anymore. Man, you're, you're walking, you, you walking by a person, what you talked about when you, when you just walk by someone, something that was lame inside of them, they're like, what was that? You know, what was that? Who are you? Who are you? And what will we say? I have seen him. I have seen the Lord. Come on, there, you, you, if, you, if you're looking for more this, this morning, you're missing it because that, that's, there's my message. I have seen the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, y'all come. I do this all the time, but I want y'all to move forward. Get, step out of your comfort zones, out of your, out of your seats and be seated. Does that make sense? Step out of these seats, which you've sat in forever and let's be seated in peace. Let's move into this thing. Let's experience and encounter him. Not tomorrow, not next Sunday, not this Wednesday, but let's move into today. Let's move into today. Come on. Just worship him. When, when, Mary, when Mary came in, came into contact with him, when she saw his face, when she turned around and said, Rabbi, she dropped to her knees and, and hugged his feet. Because there's that that there's not just a there's not just an expression that explains it. It's gonna be evident in you in different ways. But but there has to be something different than just what we've always done.
There has to be something different than what we've always done. It's why I've made changes. It's why I've done things, not just for me, not because I just think things are cool and I do, but I'm saying that I, but I want to be, I want it, I want to step out of We've been here for a long time, y'all. This is a this ministry has has been a certain way for a long time, and if we aren't careful, we'll miss the opportunity to move into something new. So I promise you, for me, that I will do everything in my power to make sure that we never get stuck and feel comfortable in one place, but we'll continue to move into this in a greater awareness of the presence in which we are supposed to experience. This is our portion. This is the new age. Is real. Is real. Do not say that you are convinced until you are convinced. Do not just say, don't hear the words I speak or the words anybody else speaks and say that, oh, that, that's true. I'm going to write that down and I'm going to sit there and I'm going to speak it to other people. No, I say this. Don't worry about putting quotes next to my name of words that come out of my mouth because they're not mine, they're his. It ain't about me, it's, it's about him. And the only way, like I, I've said this to my wife, I've heard her, you know, sometimes we'll be talking, she'll start preaching back to me words that I've spoken to her years ago or, or, or months ago or days ago. She starts preaching those back to me. And, and I remember when she first started doing that, I was like, babe, I've said that. I, that. I said that. I said that. Come on now. Like, that's good, but I did that. You know, I said that. And I've been challenged lately to, to realize, like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. No apostle's mission was not evangelized Bay County, but he was the oracle from which Yahweh declared that into this people, right? We're carrying that on, not because we just honor apostle. That's part of it. We're carrying it on because we honor Yahweh, because those are his words. And that's all I care about. A, you know, a seed without water or word without presence is like a seed without water. You know, that, that, that's, been, that's been my cry. So I don't need a quote next to my name. I don't, need to, I don't, I don't care about sounding good. I, the, the, only, the, only, uh, the only thing that will change is when that word enters into your spirit and my word, his word becomes your word. And you live that. If it doesn't happen that way, it ain't your word. It's not for you. Move on. It's okay. But I want these things, things that are spoken, things that are sung, experiences that we have to be about, about an encounter with him. These, this is not my microphone. This is not my stage. This is not my building. This is not my ministry. This is ours, and it is ultimately his. It is ultimately his, and we've got to transcend our mind to stop thinking in, in one-dimensionally. Like, this is just, this is what it is. This is how it is. Church on Sunday mornings, you know, start at 10 and at 12 go get some lunch. And I know that's been said, that's almost a cliche statement, but I'm talking about the real. I'm talking about coming in here ready, coming in here to prepare. I told the, the, the worship team this morning, I, I sat there and I said, you guys have a, have a tall task. Prepare the table for his presence. Prepare the table for his presence. That's all you got to do. Don't minister to them. Don't try to drag people into something. Don't try to make something happen. Prepare the table for him. Let's, as a people, start to, when we come on Sundays, when we come on Wednesdays, whenever we start our day, let's start to prepare the table for him. Let's be seated in peace and prepare the table for him. Man, that is awesome. That'll be, that'll be amazing. And I don't want to say that will be. That is amazing. That's what we're doing. That's what these guys have done. That's what's, that's what's happening when I'm speaking. I'm not looking to just deliver a message. I'm looking to, to, to let you hear my heart, let you hear the spirit, which is ultimately his, his heart and his spirit. So I just want to take some time here. And... Uh, I'm not looking for anything to happen except for I want you to disengage him. 
Um, we don't have to sing a song. We can sing a song, whatever you're feeling, Chris. But I want to just take this, this, uh, this little bit. We're 1220 right now. I just want to take a time to just worship him, to just be in his presence together, gathered in our living room as a family with no words on the, on the screen, with nothing. We don't need any of that because we're not worried about the evidence. We're worried about going in. We're worried about going in and being undeniably convinced that he is good and that he is real and that he has risen into this time and that because he has, we have risen with him. We have been seated with him and we're going to experience that presence. Amen. Amen. I love you. Chris, go for it. Man.